Welcome to episode 10 of the Comedy Defect podcast. My name is Witter Fonander. I'm the host of the show. I've had a lot of great feedback from the last episode with Fred Forenzi, a very different character act. He was very honest with me on the podcast, and it was really refreshing because every episode is different. I'm surprised how different it is. And I don't want to go through talking about comedy because it can get really repetitive. But the great thing about these episodes is I don't try to control the interview. I just wanted to go to where it's going to go because I know these people for a few years on the circuit. But this is for me just to kind of get to know these people a little bit better and find out where they're coming from and what inspires them and what drives them to become a stand-up comedian. Uh, I really enjoyed that episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because it was one of the best. I really enjoyed it. We've got a great episode for you today. It is with Filthy Phil Alexander. Now, Filthy Phil, if you can't tell by his name, is quite a dirty musical comedian. He has got an album out called A Few Good Songs in which he's got two CDs. One is You Want the Filth and the other one is You Can't Handle the Filth. You can buy that on his website. I really enjoyed chatting and we just got talking about the stuff that he does and what he's actually into. And you're going to really enjoy this episode. It's episode number 10. We've reached double figures. If you want to follow the podcast, you can. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at WinterPhoneander. But if you want to come see my live dates, you can find them on my website, which is WinterPhoneander.com for all of my live stand-up dates. If you want to donate to the podcast, do. We're on Patreon. Just go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect, and you can donate as much or as little as you want. But if you can't donate to the podcast or kick something back to us, just give us a nice review, share your favourite episode, because it really helps. But I'm not going to talk for much longer now, because I want to introduce you to the wonderful, the very musical, the very funny, Mr. Filthy Phil Alexander. How you doing? You alright? <laughs> that got caught you? I nailed that, didn't I? Jaffa cake in mouth, and I ask you a question. Absolutely. I'm getting good at this podcasting thing, you know? <laughs> I just It just feels natural, you know? <laughs> Does that mean you've actually started? Skilled. Yeah, we're started. We're off. <laughs> so, good Jaffa cakes, right? Very nice Jaffa cakes. Sponsored by uh, yeah. McVillie's Twitter. <laughs> Yes, today's podcast is going to be... <laughs> <laughs> See how many people we can annoy just by chewing on air. So anyway, digressing hugely, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> and what have you been up to this week? Well, this week I was... Oh, I've forgotten where I was getting the way. It's right, mate. I know I don't know what day it is anymore, to be honest. Yeah. My, my, my girlfriend's alarm went off this morning, right? At half past seven. I jumped out of bed... And went, what am I supposed to do today? And that's, I swear, and she was like, Winter, you don't have anything to do today. It's okay, I have something to do today. That is not even your alarm. But it was just so loud, her alarm, that it freaked me out. Don't tell me she doesn't even live here. Shell shock. She, she, doesn't, she doesn't even live here. So the alarm going off somewhere else in, in yeah. I think, I think, yeah, maybe just got a sixth sense now. Yeah. I've done, I think it's because I did nights for so long that I'm always like half awake. But since not doing nights anymore, I just have, have that, that just like, that kind of th- that thing in my head that goes, no, you're too relaxed right now. Something should be happening. No, no, you're enjoying your life way too much. <laughs> no, no, something's about to go wrong. And then so the alarm was the thing that triggered it. You know, I think I need to see something about my nerves. Maybe I think that might be it. But you know, you did. How you didn't have anything like that happen to you this week, did you? No, no. I I, I get to the stage where I I wake up usually a few minutes before the alarm goes off. Yeah, and I have enough time to think in bed to lie in bed thinking. Shouldn't we all be going off about now? Beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah. and, like, <laughs> and you feel like you're winning. Yeah. You're like, yes, I've started the day well, I beat that alarm. The, the thing that surprised me is I, I'm doing that most days, even though I'm varying the time on my alarms. Oh, that's good. You that's know, good. It's, it's, uh, and, and I tend to set the alarm not because I need waking up, but because if I don't set an alarm, hmm. I'll wake up at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, which is basically thinking... Have, you know, when's the alarm going to go off? Apprehensive, yeah. isn't it? You're trying to. I, no idea why. I work at home. I mean, I, I could, I could sleep till ten o'clock, and nobody would really notice. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe the lists are just getting too big. Do you try to do everything at once, or like one thing at a time? Are you good at that, or? It's, it's, it varies. I don't have a, a, a standard. I've got to do everything, right. or I'm not going to do anything. I'm. Uh, I, my, my current task mm. is is making a, a side gate. Oh right. Uh, because the one that I've got is is. Rattling itself to pieces, and I can't fit a lock on it. Yeah. Uh, so it get it's latched, so you can't actually open it from one side. You always have to go through that. And because <laughs> I'm trying to get out more on the bicycle, it's a pain in the arse. Right. Yeah. To to uh, have to 
leave the bike, walk through. So I, you know, yeah. And and so and uh, and instead of buying a pre-made gate yeah. or buying a, a assembled gate, I just went to the wood recycling place and and bought a load of wood. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jigsaw some battlements in the top. Yeah, paint, paint it grey and, and put a stick of brickwork on it. Some arching uh, slits as well, just in case things kick off. Nerf gun bolts. You can buy crossbows online, but uh, you can't use them for hunting. Uh, well, why else would you buy a crossbow, isn't it, really? And, and you can get them on Prime, just in case you were ready to go into you know, your office, day job, or whatever it is with... Um, well, uh, you work from home, so that's not going to go well, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't owned a, a proper crossbow since I was a teenager. So. Yeah. Longbow's mine. I've got, I've got a, few, oh, yeah. a few, few longbows. Composite or... Uh, uh, no. Uh, I've, most of them are, are live roleplay sort of strength. Okay. So, so for uh, yeah, maximum of about £30 pull. So I've got one that's about 18 Okay. It still uh, kills someone though, right? Uh, not with live roleplay arrows because they're big foam padded heads. Well, that's fine. So, but if you stick real arrows on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a giant... I guess it's like a giant nerf... Uh, uh, it's a bit, bit heavier, uh, okay. and, and you can you can do some some damage with them. Mm. But combined, not too heavy a pull bow, a bit of yeah. care. Uh, but it's it's kind of fun. I, when I was teaching my children archery, mm. basically they'd be on the patio shooting down at me, and I'd be picking the arrows and throwing them back again. Right, it's kind of fun. They're, so they're, so you're larper, you're larper then, are you? Yeah, yeah. And do you do that regularly? What kind of I thing? I used to do it regularly. 20 years ago. Now, my number three is is kind of into it. He was, he right. was a bit of a natural with a sword in his hand. Yeah. You know, picked up a sword and, and suddenly knew what to do with it without having that much explanation. And so what kind of live-action role-play is it? Is it like um, medieval or, or orcs and... Yeah, it's fantasy. Awesome, yeah. Marvellous one called HeroQuest. Yeah. Uh, HeroQuest runs largely down in... South Wales. Mm. I've uh, played the board game with the. the, <laughs> the it's, yeah, it, it, it's not. It's not. It, it, it predates the board game. Okay, all right. Uh, the the, uh, the same chap is running it as was running it when I first gave it a go uh-huh. uh, 25, 28 years ago. Uh, chap called Mark Roberts, don't we know the shit for brains? Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, shit for stuff, this, this thing eons back. And he, he pioneered the really long five day in character for the whole time sort of adventure and they're a bit of a mind fuck but I'll bet uh, loads and loads of fun yeah uh, haven't haven't done a full five day I haven't done a full five day at all actually mm. I've, I've monstered bits of five days because you can go along you can either go along and pay or you can go along and, and just be killed multiple right. times over yeah uh, I would prefer just monstering because it's yeah. more variety it sounds exhausting though Oh, yeah. You've got to constantly <laughs> think in that character. Uh, and there's moments where you've got, oh, what would this character do? And what character are you? Like I said, most of the time I tend to, to monster rather than... A monster. Uh, you know, which is basically, I'm whatever the... I'm, I'm one of the dukes that get, gets okay, killed. Cool. Or, you know, uh, well, with a beard like this, uh, generally speaking, uh, the, the, the mage is like, I can never remember bloody spells. Yeah. It's a bit like, a bit like trying to be a comedian and remembering jokes. Yeah. You know, can't remember the jokes at all. Can't remember the spells at all. Uh, yeah, but no, I I I did NPC non-player character. Mm-hmm. Play was was basically a a, a Fu Manchu-y sort of right. So with 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 bit all nicely plaited and a bit like a big trouble in little China type thing. Yeah, kind of style. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, uh, but no, I I I, uh, I was a fencer for mm. quite a bit as well. So that that kind of sword play has always been. Yeah, the, the beard just fits everything, doesn't it? <laughs> it just fits all the yeah. things you want to do. It's like, well, what could, mm, yeah, what I, what hobbies can I use this beard for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, stroking one's beard, trying to look like a stage, doesn't yeah. work particularly well on an audio podcast. No, it's true, it doesn't. Yeah. But they can, you know, you can see the uh, dual sort of uh, Doug Tanyan type thing as well. You know, one of the musketeers definitely works. You know, yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's lots of things it could really I, fit. I have I have role played very musketeer type characters yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of you know some character uh, character actor for some kind of some kind of stuff you know that'd work, <laughs> wouldn't it? Fencing as well, got it nailed. Yeah, yeah. Like that. the, the one thing that, that the fencing side did it, it kind of ruins an awful lot of, of film based swordplay mm. because most of it is awful. And then uh, every so what was the chap's name that, that did the uh, 
Was it Bob Anderson? Right, the, the, the guy who's actually inside the Darth Vader suit in the, in the, oh, the right. Vader versus Obi Wan. Oh. Uh, but but he's, he's he's the chap that choreographed nearly all the decent sword scenes over wow. the past thirty forty years. He he died uh, relatively recently, not this year. No, he's not one of the twenty sixteen. Yeah, massive. What did he die uh, of? Uh, old age. Got shot. No, no. He's, 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 <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's been going for, for years. Do, do you remember the film Princess Bride? Yes. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Loved it. He did, he did the, the sword play choreography in that. Oh, brilliant. Uh, because yeah. back back then, when that came out, when mm. that came out, I looked like Inigo Montoya. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you killed my head. Prepare to die. And, <laughs> and, and I was dragged in to see it. So, well, well, we've seen this film with you in it. And I said, no, he, he, he's, he's not me. He's not left-handed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, first first thing is, oh, yeah. a left-handed oh, fencer as well. Very hard to defend a left-handed fencer, isn't it? Yeah, I can't stand them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all open. That's yeah. It. I can't, can't work out how to hit left-handers. Uh, I mean, it's it's basically what you're used to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the, the difference is that most left-handers are in the same sort of position. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, it. And, you know, most left-handers can't hit left-handers. I've, I've had some ridiculous fencing bouts that have gone on for hours. Yeah. Until people have said, look, we've got to stick a timer on this one. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I, one where I was... I think we were fencing for... for if you like, for the first position to, for, to win in, in the plate competition. The, mm. the plate is for the people that go out in the first two rounds. It's like a constellation competition. And it's just about the best I've done at a fencing tournament. It, was that national championship? No, that was, that was a, it would have been a, a county level. All right, that's, uh, that's pretty good though. But it, but it was an open, so there were, there were lots of people from a long way around. And I so said, went out in the, in the first round, because I always take a while to wake up. Mm-hmm. And But by the time we got to the end, I was fencing against this guy that was... I, I, I'm not the tallest, but he was even smaller than I was, right. but quite broad right. and, and, and simian length arms. You know, right. But we just couldn't hit each other. Mm-hmm. And and because it was a final bout, they were, they were very reluctant. And we, we, we ended up spending about ten minutes on a final hit because any any earlier in the competition, they just had tossed a coin mm-hmm. just to get it over with. Yeah. But because it was a, a, a final, and, and we... <laughs> It wasn't quite the needing to be carried off the piece, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I felt very tired at the end of that, but no, it was, it was slog, slogging slog. out. We yeah, yeah. that's it, and just just trying, trying, trying to just get the the quick reposts in, but mm-hmm. not having the yeah. the, so the, the physical reposts now as well as the the verbal reposts. Well, I did talk about fencing being physical chess. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a very uh, one of the things I loved about going back to fencing mm-hmm. as as, a, as an oldster is the ability to outsmart youngsters mm. who are so much quicker and so much more energy and, mm. and around the piece and moving so much quicker and, and yet just it, it doesn't take that much brain power. I guess it's the quietness of mind, isn't it? I used to work in a gym ages and ages ago, uh, about 10, 10 years ago now, and there was this guy turned up to play the game squash. He booked in like 40 minutes and his partner didn't turn up and I just finished my shift. He said, do you want a game? I was like... <laughs> No problem. The guy was in his sixties, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I've got this." And he wiped the floor with me. I managed to get every ball right, but I did not win one game. I did not win one. I don't think I even won a point, but I got every ball. You know, it was just it, because he just made me run so much. You know the position. You know where to hit. There's there, I, there's a lot of similarities in what you can do with, to your opponent with your opponent mm-hmm. in squash and fencing, and and most of the way of winning is not being sort of massively faster and 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 what it, it's making sure that you've put your opponent just where you want them. Uh, of course, if you have somebody that can think as well, then the, the quicker one's going to win. Mm-hmm. But I was running around him like like the Calamity Coyote. I was like, <laughs> forward, back, and side. Oh, I, was like, I was exhausted. Don't do defensing much anymore. Or I, no, I, I keep meaning to start again. Mm. I've still got all the, still got all the, the, the kit at home. Uh, it's evenings, isn't it, as well? It, it was it was the, the burgeoning comedy that, that rather knocked it on the head mm. about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I, when I started trying to... You can't make my way on the comedy circuit. If fencing's once a month, mm. then two or three gigs on the wrong Thursday, and you've just not been through a quarter of a year. No, I was thinking about it it's once a week, but yeah, it's a question of mm. uh, getting yourself out, really, isn't it? it? It's it's a balance that you have to find. Mm. At the moment, I don't think I've got that balance quite right. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I ended up buying myself a bicycle. Yeah, hence the whole gate story. Yeah, went out on that. You know, the body kind of remembers being able to power up all the hills mm. in my Wickham without mm-hmm. really 
worrying about it, so I just started off going, whizzing up the hill and thought, hey, I can manage this. Mm. Nearly at the top one, and I thought, that was a mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you get cramped or something? Or no, just, just it, basically the, the whole, the amount of energy that I'd, I'd used up in that couple of minutes yeah. going up a, uh, yeah, well, you know, Wickham. It's quite a big hill, isn't it? Well, everywhere's on a hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. all turns out. So, yeah. That's been disgrace. So you lie down on that mat. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'd anyway. like to point out to the people listening that that, that we is currently talking to the dog. Leave it like down on that mat. That's right. I've got you on this podcast. You're staying on that mat. <laughs> I'm sitting on a high chair at the moment. <laughs> no, I like to meet all my guests at the same level. You know, we're all actually sitting on a couch. We're both sitting on a couch. <laughs> the, the cycling, trying to get out, isn't it? It's trying to find a gig, ba- you know, life balance. It's, it's kind of hard, isn't it? Sometimes exhausting like physically and mentally one of the things that has made it easier in the last year or two is that my uh, children are now pretty much self-sufficient mm-hmm. I do a little bit of, of parental taxi mm-hmm. but nothing like it was a couple of years ago and so I have that much more time to be able to gig and, mm-hmm. and to be able to say yep I'm going without having to, to sort of check that I'm not needed elsewhere mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's made a big difference to the number of if I lost minute Bills I've been able to jump onto, mm-hmm. and I quite like doing that. Some drops out last minute, but yeah, it's got to be got to be available, haven't you? It's the most important thing. How long have you been going, Phil? You've been going a few years, haven't you? Well, it, it, it's a question I always have difficult because mm. it's one of the things that, that almost every comedian asks another comedian. Mm-hmm. But I've been on the comedy circuit since 2012. Mm. But before then, I've been was on what you might call the poetry circuit. Mm. The, at alternative poetry circuit because mm-hmm. what I do is certainly an alternative to poetry uh, a group called Rhythmical Ravings and Rants and right. so those gigs were fantastic mm. an awful lot of, of uh, energy and wit that went, went into them all combination of, of straight poetry funny poetry straight music and funny music mm-hmm. so much energy and creativity in an evening mm. but that one thing that I've noticed was a lot of the a lot of the performers from that group have actually got really good mm. at doing what they do. And I think over a few years, we really did improve each other mm. a lot. Those nights can be nice to play sometimes, but I did... If you don't... Is it Loughton Folk Club? No. Is it, well, in Loughton, obviously, there's a folk club there. I remember a few years ago I did it. Like I was like, oh, I'm looking for... Because you know that, that, that list of open mics of every kind. It's like, right, yeah. found the list... I'm going to email every one of those places and then went to this uh, gig and, and did like my bit, my, my, my shtick or whatever I had at the time. And then like, it went okay. There was no microphone, no nothing, but it went okay, you know. And they're like, well, Winter, we'll have you back, but less swearing next time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, we'll see. I, I might go back there. Because there were nothing, it was an audience. And it was like about maybe t- 10, 15, you know. Uh, well, you know, I might go back to try some new stuff there, but they were really nice, you know, really appreciative rather than I've, I've dead. Done, I've done a lot of music open mics mm. uh, over the years. I mean, before uh, going around with rants, I, I spent the previous few years on music open mics and playing the same sorts of silly songs around campfires. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's really the, the, the live role play campfire. Oh, yeah. It's, it's where, if, if I have to say that this is where my career... So, yeah. so much, you can't say career in very big inverted commas mm-hmm. uh, started would have been live role play festival campfire things did you change your material for the being in, in character did you like do songs about orcs and one of the favourite ones is, is uh, Got by the Ghoulies right which is I, I, it's actually a, a semi-true it, it, I, I basically know it's basically a true story of an, an actual adventure that mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. Uh, set, to, set to music and it is quite funny and that that and and some songs about live role playing like mm-hmm. I don't know when I'm on adventures to when I'm cleaning windows <laughs> lines like it's just like the shorter please one of my favourite fantasies is girls in chainmail bikinis when I'm oh, on adventures that sort of yeah, yeah. and you got captive bodies as well I did I at one point get get sort of dragged from one campfire to another to, to sing a, a, a guy's stag night oh great <laughs> it's like, yeah. and some of the some of the, the Different sorts of alcohol that get passed around at these things is, you know, I first taste of chili vodka, which mm. is uh, it's great. If, if, if you've been singing five hours straight at two in the morning, mm. 
It's a wonderful thing for the local court. A good kick, definitely. <laughs> oh, it, get, it gives me hiccups. It gives me the worst <laughs> hiccups ever. Oh, any really strong chilies now get hiccups. It's just, uh, I think it's my, I'm getting older now. It's like the, can't, my throat can't take it anymore. And like, you have like an over, is it, you said to me once, I think 10,000 songs. Did you say 1,000? No, I've written 1,000 parodies. Thousand. Well, it's, it's about 1,200 parodies. Right. In the past, well, I, I counted a few years ago, uh, after I've been going for about five years, mm. that I'd sung. 250 different songs and I've added at least 100 since so I've, I've sung 350 different songs in the past decade or so wow. which is still quite a lot so the ones that, I, that, are, that are in the set now do tend to be the fairly strong ones yeah I, I, do, I do get a bit bored of, of doing the same the same ones over and over so they do change quite a bit they're all favourites though aren't they you know I mean, you get people asking you for the, 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 your best songs as well I know the one that, that you always close with it's great. It, it's it's still my most my most requested song. It's brilliant though. It's great. And, yeah. and it you know the, oddly enough, I don't know where some people actually get it. You know, I went to uh, Boston hmm. and I was I was close the night there. I was love, lovely gig. If you get the, the uh, Chaplin's Bar, right. Salah, beautifully decorated, lovely lovely place. I, I just sort of fell in love with the decor hmm. as I walked through the door and lovely audience as well. Hmm. They're, they're really really up for it. Was like, you are going to sing that song, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Don't give it away. Come see you. Come see the song. It's great. No, it, it's it's one that's it's never gone badly. Has it ever gone like that? One? Oh, well, I've been booed off by two hundred and fifty people. I mean, there were slightly more extenuating circumstances mm. than mm. that. I was very annoyed at the point where I got on stage. Mm-hmm. I was introduced as Filthy Phil, and I said, "How filthy do you want it?" Mm-hmm. It's, it's raw and filthy. Came back. Really filthy. Mm. This boy shouted out the back, "Really fucking filthy!" <laughs> so that's what happened with it. Yeah, uh, which probably wasn't the right thing to be doing. But on the, on the bright side, it did it did if like confirm a theory that yeah. I had that I I do kind of need an audience to come with me or to take me mm. down to that kind of level. You know, if if you just throw it cold before the audience is on your side, mm. then yes, they can turn against you because mm. it's it's filthy. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. But you kind of need people to give you just that bit of leeway to get into it. Yeah, make them your friend first, isn't it, really? The, the, only, the only exception, I did do up in, my last time up in Edinburgh, James Long's Dr. Sicko's Comedy Vomit. Yeah. And, and so I opened with that one there. <coughs> that was opening the whole night, and it was, you know, great. Just that, that, hit, that hit the tone perfectly, because that's what people were there for. Exactly. The name, exactly. name said exactly what it does, really, on the tin, doesn't it? You know, that's what we do. No, I, I was quite sad, actually, because one of the other acts on the, on the bill that night had forgotten her ID, uh, yeah, and you know what they're like up there. It's, if, if they even suspect you're under 18, mm-hmm. uh, they, they won't let you in. It's like, yeah, she's here, she's here to, to be singing the most ridiculously mm-hmm. filthy songs. Mm-hmm. Don't care. That's it. But we're, we're not sure she's 18, she's not coming in. Oh, God. Nobody asks me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, no, you and me both, man. You and me both. That's <laughs> just life. <laughs> sad. Sad old dudes. It's fine. Use that. But, but then again, it's two, 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 two and a half times plus 18 years old. I, I'm, it's not exactly surprising, is it? That, that, got, it's like the beard. like ha- Having, having a, 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 what, a ten inch long beard now. You know, I, I had a haircut today and like, you know, the, the more she shaved in, the more the grey I could see. <laughs> and I was like, oh, are you painting that on? Is that a brush you're using? Not, not a razor, you know? So I was like, oh, I know exactly how you feel. And you say you're going to Edinburgh this year anyway, so yeah. to kind of like just give you spots up there. Are you? Are you how are you? You you sleeping in the in the van again? No, no, I, I, I'm. I, I've stayed at the the, the container hotel. Container oh hotel, yeah, yeah. that looked great. How much is it? Uh, it it's what, fourteen quid a night wow. uh, during the week and eighteen quid at weekends. It's bloody good, isn't it? So uh, my my combined train fare and and uh, stay is is a couple hundred quid. So great. you know you could. That, that's an awful lot less than uh, I was thinking it would be, which is why I haven't been booking the stuff. I, mean, I haven't, I haven't taken my own show up, mm. partly because I didn't decide to go up until way too late to actually get it booked in, mm. but mainly because I just don't have the, the 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 desire to do all the the housekeeping that goes with uh, your own show. Yeah, I mean. I, I've already got half a dozen spots that are, you know, fill the full 45 minutes. Mm. One of the joys about being a musical comedian, you can get to the music ones as well. Yeah. And so I'll, right. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be singing sort of 45 minutes of clean music. <laughs> Excellent. 
But it's, you can. But I mean, the great thing is, that you could make money up easily, Phil, couldn't you, up in Edinburgh? Because you know, <laughs> easy. Fingers crossed. It's like um, you could go up there and like do your forty-five, uh, you know, forty hour to 40, forty-five to an hour, and like you, people would always put money in the bucket because they'd be always pleasantly entertained with the songs. You could just sit back and they don't have to engage or they, they can't. Well, they can be offended or whatever. But you've asked them what they want anyway, so. It's I, it, I mean, the, the afternoon ones. I'm, I'm basically I, w- one of the joys of uh, the last CD I recorded. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you, but uh, it's a double CD. Mm-hmm. One CD's clean and one CD's filthy. Mm-hmm. So if I basically I can sing, sing stuff from one CD yeah. to last for the uh, best part of an hour. Great. Right. I can, and then come the evening gigs, I'll, I'll switch to the other one. Yeah, two sets. That's great. You got a choice. You don't have. You know, that's it. Clean yeah, already. Oh, the, the 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 whole ask the audience stick. Do mm-hmm. you want me to go higher or lower? That, I'm, I'd say I'd say you know it's still roughly nine out of ten, say lower. Mm-hmm. But quite a few recently, I went down to Evesham. Oh God, that Keith Norwich is it? The Evesham yeah. Theatre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got to the Katy Perry parody and thought, no, that's probably about enough. We'll go higher from here. All right. A couple of places have done that recently. Mm. That that one. You could see people not being entirely happy. We're not going any lower than this, right? And so, yeah. but that's fine because you've got stuff, and and it, it it gives me a bit of variation. I mm. get a chance to do ones that I don't normally do. Sometimes you know you get audiences don't know what the hell they want, do they? <laughs> oh yeah, I need <laughs> like, oh, lower, higher, oh, I don't know. On Saturday, somebody shouting out, Andy Geeks is new. Oh yeah, new one in. Oh, yeah. saw, I had him on here like this, and, uh, and he said he's opened up a new one. That's yeah. a new one he did. Was it yeah. nice? For a first for a first night in a new venue, bloody hell, it was marvellous. Yeah. Really, really nice audience, really up for it. Great. I opened that one. Yeah, I suppose they, they, they did want the filter any, but uh, yeah. which you know, it's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not first a bit of film. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> this is it. We need to kind of take it where they want to go, isn't it? You, and you opened it, and, yeah. and, and who closed? Uh, Steve Williams. Steve Owen Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, the impressionist. Uh, yes, great. He, he, he's he's super. Great, he's because he's gone full time as well, hasn't he? Has he? I think he, I think he has. I, I think he has. I think he's. I think because I think he's finished in his his day job. It was. I think. I think it was down for a twenty. Probably went off about half now. He's good at the best of times. No, there are times where there, there was one particularly drunk audience member mm-hmm. who was throwing back some, you know, just just the the what the hell did he say sort of stuff that isn't funny and can killer uh, comedy night completely, mm. but it. When you can, when you can reply in in character, in, in character, that's that 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 really, that really kind of works. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I must see him. I can't wait to see him again because I haven't seen him for a few months now. When was that? Last week? Uh, yeah, that was last Saturday. And yeah. that's just outside Oxfordshire, is it? Okay, is that oh, right? Tame is Oxfordshire. Tame is Oxfordshire. We're we're kind of box based, mm-hmm. and the Tame's only just over there. Oh, but it makes a humongous amount of difference whether you're in Bucks or Oxford. <laughs> it's like anything yeah. under four hours is fine, isn't it? Now it's like five, four, four, five hours are fine. Just put the tunes on; it's grand. No, it was, it was the previous weekend. It was, it was Evesham on the Friday and, and Hastings on the Saturday. Four hundred and fifty miles in yeah, forty-eight hours. That was silly. And you know, you cut, you know yourself. You know, you've done a lot of miles. We're like, oh, my uh, my oil indicator yeah. seems to be coming on an awful lot. <laughs> Keeping a bottle of oil with you all at all times. Yeah. There, oddly enough, I have a, 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 a five litre bottle of oil in the back of the car. Previous previous car I owned before this one, I, I thought I'm going to wait until it goes through the the all the twos. Yeah, two hundred twenty-two thousand, two hundred twenty-two miles, mm-hmm. and. So I did actually sort of pull over to the side of the road and take a photo of the yeah. of the the attack at that point. Yeah. Uh, ten miles later, uh, well, it, it was booked in for a, for an MOT, right. and the list of shit that came back on the MOT was like, no, that's not worth keeping. No. And uh, mechanic, the guy that did the MOT, mm. I basically sort of said, you know, fine, shift it, see what you, can, you know. Mm. He, he said that he put it through its its. I think he probably gave about gave him about fifty quid for it. Including me knocking off what he'd done for the MOT, mm. and he said that by the time he'd done all the work on it to get it through himself, he he, he got back three hundred and something quid, which in effect means that he did the work for nothing because mm. that he'd have, it would have been three hundred quid in parts by the time. It's time, it? it's yeah. time, time is money. That's it. It's always but, a way. But so actually, I've got it. It was a, a Rover seventy-five. Oh right, so, you know, most comfortable car I've ever ever driven. Fantastic, fantastically smooth. Yeah, you're doing the Alan Partridge now. You're doing the Alan Partridge yeah. thing as well. It's a rover. <laughs> uh, I've owned just the one, but I, I've 
driven another one long distance. And mm. again, that was a fantastically comfortable car. Mm. They seem to manage to get a seat that works perfectly mm. in a way that no other car manufacturer has. I, mean, I, I drove to Edinburgh in the Rover in, in one go and got out feeling fine. I tried to do the same thing in the Vectra. Good luck. <laughs> but same with the Golf, to be honest. You drive anywhere, like, more than three hours, you're like, oh, someone tried to cut my leg off just, just above the knee. It's, it's with the hamstrings, isn't it, huh? And, and you get out and, and, and go creep as you, as you <laughs> stretch as you get out of the car. Yeah, I, like I said, I did, uh, can't, can't speak highly enough about the Rover, but haven't found another car that even comes close. You're doing some nice gigs recently. Any, any um, you know, what anything, any craziness happened on those gigs that you've had to deal with or... I think think the thing about being a a musical comedian is it does tend to limit the the, the likelihood of craziness. Mm. People don't get the feeling they can chat back in quite the same way. Mm -hmm. And if they do, you just start singing and sing like that. I can't think of it. It was actually before I really started in comedy. I haven't seen a, a, a particularly intrusive heckler mm. I did write a uh, what should we do with a drunken heckler mm. drunken sailor parody mm-hmm. with a instead of the hooray and up she rises it's a sit down and shut the fuck up mm-hmm. never had to use it ah. you know it's I, like I said I, it, it doesn't seem to happen to musical comedy in the same way as it, it can do to in some cases you can see comedians whose delivery makes people think that they're expecting something back mm-hmm. And and there, after a certain amount of alcohol, there are people that that don't realise that it's kind of a rhetorical, unspoken question, but answer back anyway. <laughs> I mean, did did you do any of brain, brain fade? The chappy uh, for shelter. Yes, I did. Uh, Damien Kingsley. Damien Kingsley. That's what right, I did uh, with Mr. Norton Walker. We went up there in life course, um, and it was oh, it was in the middle of of, of the of the sticks of no, nowhere near. They were playing. They were playing Kaplunk. Most of the people, audience were playing Kaplunk, and we got, managed to get, managed to drag in 16 people that weren't interested in the Kaplunk. I mean, you know, we, it was it was touch and go there. We'd have anyone at all. Um, but we managed to, you know, come together 16 people, and they were really nice. Um, but no, we didn't have anyone heckle at all, really. They were, they were kind of into it, you know. So, so the, 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 the one of his, it was actually in Tame, mm. but a different, different pub in Tame. First really nice day of the year. Mm. And we had an audience, about half of which had basically gone to the pub at lunchtime oh. and hadn't left and had been drinking. And, and we're at that level of, of alcohol saturated oh. that they really had no control. Yeah. And, you know, one or two people like that you could probably have. There were half a dozen or so, and it was, it was, quite, it was quite tricky. And stopping them from just talking back, talking to each other. Oh. And a volume that, you know... That, that was distracting. Mm-hmm. Again, I had the easiest one of it because, from a musical perspective, you just go through your songs, off you, you just it. belt it out. <laughs> and if people are talking, just belt it out louder. You're literally a jukebox with a volume control at that point, <laughs> aren't you? That's what you are. It's like, oh, jukebox is shit out of this. The thing, I think they can derail uh, a stand up, you know, if, if someone heckles it just wrong, like at a punchline. Whereas, like, in a chorus, there's always going to be another line to the chorus that is going to be funny or, you know, or another change to it. It's going to be good. But they can't really get on, on it because it's louder, isn't it? And the, the other thing about it is that there is this, there's an acceptance in the audience that the song doesn't stop. Whereas a, a, a heckle can, as you say, it can, it can put somebody off their stride. Mm. Like, it, it could... The, the flow of... Although for the comedian it often is quite important, which is one of the reasons that heckling can be can be tricky for people. But from the from the perspective of an audience member, mm. you know, if you heckle during a song, mm. I mean, I've, I've had some absolutely glorious heckles during a song. Mm. Uh, I mean, in the in the middle of of the aforementioned uh, mm. song, that I don't know, I don't know what our, our uh, how they're going to think about this. What, what we get, well, that's good. It keeps them in suspense. It's uh, they can just buy the CD. Yeah, buy the CD. What's the CD called? Uh, it, it's called a few good songs. A few good songs, and, right. and that's and and so you've got the 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 
filthy one is you want the filth, and the clean one is you can't handle the filth. <laughs> um, uh, so that's great. I like uh, that. Yeah, it all fits in with the the you know the a few good songs theme. Yeah, I mean, it, its previous one was sex, drugs, and rotten jokes. Right. Uh, again, it's it, it, the CDs themselves are, are a parody. Right. If you see what I mean, the most of the clean ones are nearly all clean ones are, are parodies, mm. and about half the filthy ones are parodies. The, I, I stopped writing parodies for performance because of the of the law on uh, on parody, oh, right. which of course changed in 2013. Ah. Uh, Vince Cable, as as business secretary, uh, uh, through the recommendations that basically said, well, before then, to do parody legally, mm. you had to have the permission of the copyright holder of the song mm. before you performed it. Now you could always do a cover version. And post hoc, if they didn't like your cover version, they could tell you to, to get rid of it. Right. Uh, but there was nothing to say. You didn't need permission beforehand to do a cover. Yeah. But for a parody, you actually needed permission. Nobody ever came. You know, as, as a as a as a uh, parody writer for God knows how many years, mm. uh, I, I can I can say that that the only people who ever responded mm. were, were simple negatives. Uh, I don't think. I don't think anybody ever responded with a yes, but I tend I started taking a lack of response as a as not being a, a, a no a no. That's so. that's basically ridiculous. You have different words to the song. You know, the the backing track it might be similar. If well, again from a from a a purely royalties perspective, mm. you know, if I were to sell God knows how many millions of these CDs, I would have to be paying royalties to the people that wrote the music. Of course, yeah. Uh, I guess that would probably be about sort of, you know twenty five percent, because you, you know it's roughly it's fifty fifty between the the uh, performing artist and the and the writer, and I'm guessing you're talking fifty fifty between the the lyric and music side. Right. Uh, but but I've, the other thing about parodies, I've been writing a lot for news review right. recently, mm. uh, which is a a, a satirical well, news review. It's a satirical review. That, that runs four nights a week in uh, Little Venice in, mm. in uh, northwest London, and because they're topical, they need they need humongous amounts of material, which for me is ideal because I write lots of material and it takes me forever to learn a new song properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying to learn, uh, you know, be our guest from Beauty and the Beast. It's it's a Pain in the arse as the songs right. go. It's got way too many chords. It's one of my favourite songs to parody, mm. and I've written quite a few very different sorts of parody from the from the fairly rude to the very political. Mm. And it's, is it like a live show or is it like? Yeah, a- it's, it's a li- it's, it's a live. Um, there, there's the forecast members and a pianist, mm. and it's a combination of, of sketches and songs and uh, the occasional voiceover mm. between. Between things, and who um, else do you do that with? And who, uh, who who produces that? Reason? Uh, I, I get producer changes. I mean, News Review counts itself as the longest running uh, live review show, right? Uh, and it has been going for you know, decades. Do, do they record it and put it on radio yeah. or, or not? It's yeah. just live. Right. It's live. Oh, great! It's the it's the you know theatre. Wonderful. And uh, and the the show is is basically an hour long, mm. sometimes slightly stretchy hour. Yeah. But uh, they fit so much in an hour. Yeah. It's it's very very high energy. Yeah. So much comes at you so quickly. It's uh, it feels like longer. You know. It's but it's, it's marvelous. And I have to say, it was absolutely absolutely wonderful to see stuff that I'd written mm. performed by really talented people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, uh, I did a, a, a supercalifragilistic yeah. parody about super injunctions. Mm-hmm. I have tried to play it on more than one occasion. Mm. I couldn't get the words out. I mm. just couldn't. I just couldn't do that one. Mm-hmm. I've got another song to the same tune about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the Stegosaurus st- Brontosaurus st- st- and Adontosaurus. No, yeah. no. Uh, basically, because they, they name dinosaurs by finding a bone that they, that they don't recognise. There's mm. quite a lot of dinosaurs that uh, haven't. Ha- you know, they've been named as a separate species based on one or two bones, and then they realise that it actually fits in. Another dinosaur skeleton, and so you know, two different dinosaurs get merged. Yeah, but no, I I I, I wrote a, a song about that that plethora of, of dinosaurs, which is one of the, the songs that gets played if people want the clean stuff. And do you so you produce some material for those guys? 
Yeah. And do you get, ever get to perform it, or do you just want yeah. to like, go online and watch it, how, how it's going? And uh, well, I, I, I've uh, one of the, the joys of, of uh, giving them material yeah. is that you get a, a, a writer's freebie, right. so a writer's complimentary pass. So, mm-hmm. uh, I've been to see it three or four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, well, they did my, my Hillary song, mm-hmm. uh, a Prince Ali from Aladdin mm-hmm. parody. Uh, about Hillary Clinton. Whoa, that is so good. That's great. And you're jumping on the Disney, uh, the Disney train that everyone's seen that stuff as well. They can't yeah. easily hook into. That's that's great. Was it done on piano? Yeah. I, I guess it's because it would be harder to play that with the, the amount of chords you've got to get out. Oh, Supercalifragilistic is easy actually because mm. it's uh, basically it's just a CFG. So right. If, you know, it, it's, it's uh, you know just a CG seven G seven C sort of. You know, yeah. it's. it's if you want to play it I, I'm, with a ding, 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 ding sort of note pick, it can mm. be quite quick. But mm. I, I, I do tend to start that way and then just go into strumming ever faster because it's... It's so quick, isn't yeah. it? It's so fast, that song. And do you do any other writing apart from that, or...? I, I do send off to another topical review, Treason Show down in, in Brighton. Mm. Uh, they've not... Had, oh, I, I say, they haven't taken any of mine yet, but they've only actually had a couple so far, mm-hmm. that, and, and I've not heard back to hear whether they've used them or not. But the lo- politics in the last week or two has been... I mean, I, I, I think I ended up sending off about half a dozen parodies in the end to, yeah. to Newsweek because I'd write something and it would be out of date by the end of the day. Yeah. I, I, I did one about Boris Johnson, which would have been... You know, it was, it was basically assuming that he was still going to be running for, for Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Yeah. And, and within 24 hours of my sending it off, he pulled out. So I, I ended up doing a, a, a WhatsApp, you know, four blondes mm-hmm. uh, with a, a chorus. And I said, hey, 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 what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Because it was starting to get a bit that way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So I don't, I don't know what of mine they've used. I did send through a, a so long farewell, I'll be designing you yeah. uh, as a, uh, in case we voted out. Yeah. They, they, they wanted to have both in and out songs prepared. So on the uh, the evening of the referendum, when, when the referendum result came out, they had something yeah. uh, expressing that result. They haven't actually sent out the running orders, so I don't know which. Oh. I don't know if they used my songs for that one or not. I've just written the most uh, glorious Theresa May song. Right. As a, as a, it's my time to lead, I'm Theresa. Yeah. Uh, don't cry for me, Argentina parody. Nice. Which, marvellously diva-ish, and, and I, that should... That should yeah. The thing is, you don't know if somebody else is going to write something, not necessarily better, just something that works better in the in the way the show works. Do you prefer to do satire, or do you prefer to like to get down I, and dirty with the clubs? I, I'm not sure that I have a favourite. I, I I've always written I've always written satirical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always written smutty stuff. I, yeah. I've always written well. I've, I've written sort of scientific stuff that you could right. do your homework with it. Yeah. Your, your GCSE and A level yeah. revision to. Yeah. I, for, for me, it's 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 the if I have an idea that fits a song, yeah. then that tends to get written. Yeah. And where the idea comes from, it can be it can be just words spoken in a rhythm. Mm. Every so often, somebody says something on on a, on a to a rhythm, and uh, like I, a while back, somebody just was just talking about brute force and ignorance, and thought, you know that just scans perfectly to Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Mm. So I, I wrote a brute force and ignorance parody, which kind of wrote itself after. Mm. You know, sometimes it's it's like that. Sometimes it's I have some. Um, one of the things that news review has done is it's made me far more uh, the other way around. Find a uh, start with a topic mm. and then try and find a song it it fits to. Mm. The, the the Theresa May one. I was basically going through May May Theresa, and then the the I'm Theresa Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, substitution just sort of kicked in the mm-hmm. yeah that'll work mm-hmm. but it's a weird that, it's a very different song to parody mm-hmm. because there's no real rhythm or rhyme to the verses mm-hmm. everybody knows the chorus but nobody really knows how the verses go there's not yeah. any rhymes all the way through mm-hmm. and so trying to write something that uh, has the same sort of feel to it mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, it's actually uh, a, lot, a lot harder than trying to fit words to a a regular meter, mm. you know. Uh, well, I, one of, another favourite song to parody. Do you know the, the Major General song? Uh, it's it's the I'm the very model of a modern Major General, mm-hmm. Gilbert Sullivan stuff. But 
lots of words, lots of intricate rhymes, mm. and I've parodied that a dozen times or so, all sorts of different things. One of the things that they said, uh, they had a uh, writers' meeting for the Edinburgh show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things they said that, that always goes down well with audiences is that the ones where you recognise what the song is mm. and 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 the, you, the hook that you hang the chorus on, mm. uh, and they, they actually quoted that they they name checked one of one of my submissions uh, as an example of that, which you know Peggy Lee's Fever. Fever, yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did one about Seth Blatter. Yeah, right. It's FIFA, obviously. Yeah, great. And uh, oddly enough, that was one that I wrote many years ago mm-hmm. uh, when it was first time round. And then, of course, you know, Blatter has been the the the, the football. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, that's it. Oh, he's, 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 he's been such a such a monumentally corrupt bastard with a, a gift, a gift, a gift, really, though, isn't he? He's he's a gift to satire yeah, because yeah. he just has he, he just doesn't seem to accept that he, anything could possibly be to do with him. Yeah, you know, and and of course, everybody that's voting for him back in again mm. are the ones that are receiving this slush money, mm-hmm. and so of course he gets reelected. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. <laughs> how, how could he not get reelected? Basically, you, asking the, the the various FIFA members, the various FIFA turkeys, to vote for Christmas and take their money away. He's the head of the human centipede, isn't he? Really, that is what he is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that that is a mental image. <laughs> I really didn't want to. <laughs> Sorry, no, I thought you might like higher or lower. I took it lower. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even ask. But no, because no, Blatter is not the most aesthetically pleasing person to look at mm. at the best of times. No. No, and uh, I said massively rhinoceros thick hide. Mm. But, but it's a, a, a gift to satire. Yeah, like Brexit. It's like an absolute gift. Golden age. The th- one of the things about Brexit from a, a satirist perspective, is that it, it got so close to caricature of itself. Mm. I mean, the, the, the whole argument on the on the run-up to the referendum was, you know, it was abysmal. Mm. Both campaigns unable to tell any kind of truth at all, you know, and it, and it turned into a, a, a battle of, you know, who could tell the more pervasive lie? Mm. And... It would have. It, it's difficult to say what what would have worked, to be honest. But because there is a, a definite ingrained tendency, Gove touched on it when he said, oh, "We don't like don't like experts telling us how things are going to be because they're always wrong." When I'm not sure what the uh, what the prognosis is, because I mean, what something that I think changed it all, but one of that ilk is going around saying we ought to have a a political fact, an official political fact checker, mm. somebody that that is part of the establishment. That if you're running for office and you say something that is factually incorrect, has the power to turn around and say, "No, you retract that." A bit like mm-hmm. um, a, 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 I was about to say, a bit like the the uh, insert or the, the press regulator. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, the thing is, a bit like a press regulator was supposed to be after Leveson, but mm-hmm. what, what's actually been implemented is nothing like that mm-hmm. at all. Closer to the, the advertising standards. That's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah that's exactly what I was thinking. The advertising standards do have the power just to say, no, you're not running this advert, mm-hmm. usually too late, because, yeah. uh, you know, the, the ads run, it's made its impact, and and then they turn around and say, no, that's misleading, you've mm-hmm. got to pull it. Exactly. Uh, but at least the, the, you have the, the truth behind it, kind of going, well, actually, no, it's wrong. Okay, great. Well, we have the real the facts or stats to to, to you know to debunk or back it up. But but, but the thing, thing is that, that uh, the whole three fifty million a week mm, lie, of course, because it, it was it, I mean it was a sort of exaggeration that can only be called a lie, mm-hmm. and it was called very early on, mm. and it, 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 you start realizing that the the almost the echo chamber that you exist on in, in social media. I think just about all my friends on Facebook were ranting about how they keep repeating this lie. Mm. I mean, that it was a lie that caused Sarah Wollaston uh, to, to jump ship from the Brexit to, to, to remain because she was mm. annoyed with the way it was so, uh, it was so oft-repeated. Mm-hmm. 
and yet in polls uh, a day or two before polling day, it was showing that 47% of people still thought that it was true. Mm-mm. Which shows that, that it doesn't matter how much you say something is a lie, people will still believe it if you repeat it often enough. It's, or maybe if you, can, if you compare it to comedy, the first time someone sees you, it's good, if you do well, that's imprinted on their brains. It's going to take an awful long time to just turn it around. <laughs> if, if, if somebody sees you being shit, yeah. then it, it takes an awful long time before they'll, they'll, they'll book you however many times I get rave reviews. Exactly. Or, like, um, you know, the word goes out, like, oh, no, they're better now. Or, you know, that's it. You need to, first impression, yeah. it gets in, in burnt in. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's funny, just a musical comic. That's right. <laughs> Goddamn musies. I would uh, yeah. th- th- think, think of the comedy side because I've been going for such a long time yeah. before I started on the comedy circuit yeah. I've, I've always had a uh, a confidence in the material mm-hmm. that uh, you know I know the songs are funny mm-hmm. I mean I was fairly aware from early on that the bits that weren't songs were pretty shit mm. you know and, and I, that has improved a lot that I my audience interaction and, and I even remember to tell jokes occasionally it's mm-hmm. a bit weird mm-hmm. You know, that, that has improved a lot. And the act, the act as a whole has mm. got a lot better. Mm. But, you know, right from the start, I was, you know, happy yeah. that the songs were, were funny. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of the material I'm doing now is still stuff that I wrote before I started doing comedy. And so. you get an applause break after every song as well. It's always helpful, isn't it? It's <laughs> 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 up to the ego, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I do have one, it's, it's funny actually, I do have one or two songs that, that because of the way they end, People don't always realise that they they finished, Mm-mm. and and so I, I I don't like to prompt my own applause breaks, mm. so I do have a tendency to run straight on. And it, but the downside of that is at the point where people real, you know, I'm, I'm already going into the, into the next thing, and, the, and then people realise that the song's finished, mm. and have and start applauding. And then everyone joins in, and you think, oh, no, 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 shut up. I, we, 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 I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold your applause, please, guys. Hold it. Oh, yeah, I get that a lot. I get that a lot, uh, Phil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's a, it's a curse, isn't it? It's a, it's a cross you've got to bear, Phil. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we only have, how many songs do you do, like seven, eight songs a set? Or Well, I mean, it depends. Um, for for a, a ten minute set, three songs. Yeah. 15 minutes set is basically four songs yeah. uh, and I'll do a bit more meandering in the middle yeah uh, tw- 20 minutes set averaging averaging about then six songs 20 minutes set yeah it's averaging about six applause breaks and, that's, and then maybe a big round of applause at the end just to top it all off and yeah. maybe an encore so yeah. rough average about, yeah, about 10 10 rounds of applause <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, yeah, it sounds terrible sounds uh, it, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's very 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 hard to do it's heartbreaking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better get you better get a, a joke out in, in that time isn't it and it's 10 applause breaks wow yeah but, but of course uh, as, as Somebody at this kind of level in the in the mm. comedy world, you'll, you'll appreciate this. That yeah. One of the great things about writing for News Review yeah. is I get a royalty check. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, okay, so, you know, 20, between 20 and 40 quid for, for a run, that's so... Might even add up to 100 quid in a year. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, and, and, and like, look, that's more you just coming in. You don't have to go out for that. You don't yeah. have to turn up to watch it or anything, do you? No, I don't. No, yeah. I, I, I kind of regret not going along to see... Mm. Uh, fever, fever yeah. when it was running, yeah. because that that that's probably you know not quite half my royalties, but it was a mm. sizable quant- chunk because it ran from about September to December. Yeah. It must have just carried on going that well. But it's yeah. like it's going to keep on coming up, isn't it? As well, you got uh, like fever because he's still there, isn't he? He's still uh, well, he's, masterminding he's... all this. Lord knows what he's doing now. Uh, hope, hopefully, he's going to end up in prison. But you know, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure to what extent they they go back to to old stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I, thought, I thought the, the Hillary song was actually going to run for longer than it did because yeah. it was it was good. You yeah. Hillary Clinton, yeah. But she she might even be president. You never know. So that can come back up again, isn't it? One one of the nice things seeing it being performed live is that I put little. Aside about Benghazi and mm. and email servers and what have you, and they got laughs. So you know, it's I would never have done that song at a comedy set because people wouldn't have got the references. Mm. But because they're going, the, the people that are going to a to news review are obviously well enough clued up yeah. in, in the news mm-hmm. or about the news, 
uh, to recognise sort of, you know, Benghazi jokes, mm. you know, and uh, politically uh, savvy, and that's it. They all mm. they're well versed. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. They're trained for what they're coming to see, which is yeah, great. It's, it's a bit like I, I, oh, it's a couple of years ago now. I, I played at uh, Wikimania. Right. Uh, the, I, I keep talking about this this gig because it was the bizarrest thing ever. Mm. Uh, the Barbican Concert Hall. All right. So two thousand empty seats. Oh. Uh, about seventy people in the audience. Started well that, that bit. Two thousand empty seats. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Uh, and and I, I did a a, a techie set. But I mean, half of it has never been done before or since. Mm. Half of it has been done, uh, you know, once or twice before, mm. and once or twice since. But it, they can only really work for a, an audience that you know a, a large enough proportion of the audience are computer based. But for the, the there's a chap in the audience just chuckling away, nearly pissing himself mm. at a, a you know a song that's just about the transfer control protocol, internet protocol, application programmer's interface. Wow! With joining chorus, you know, yeah, because it's the TCP/IPI set to the tune of uh, "She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain." Right, and, and it's fun. That one, that one is the, is the one that I've played on odd occasions yeah. since because. Uh, <laughs> Just in case anybody's wondering, it's a dog. It's a dog. Sorry, because you're you're also a programmer, Phil, aren't you? Yeah, as well, that's right. that's it. You know, so it was a very heavily IT based set that was. I'm sure it was. And yeah. do you, could you could have you uh, have you tried to uh, market that to any techie tech savvy? Not really. Um, no. No. Events. No. No. I. I. I it was a bit like I, I. I did a skeptics at the pub open mic and I did a lot of sceptical material mm. uh, I mean one of the joyous things I did a, a song about homeopathy week okay uh, as a parody to Tom Lehrer's National Brotherhood week mm. and it shows the sort of audience it was that they not only got the references to the parody but nearly all of them knew the original which says something about the the, uh, the sort because of, National Brotherhood weeks that uh, what you know satire from the from the 60s right I don't know what it is. Uh, oh, uh, Tom, Tom Lehrer is a mathematics uh, lecturer at, at Harvard. Yeah. And late fifties, he released a uh, one of it's, it's one of the the archetypes of musical comedy. Really. All oh, right. It, it's it, anybody like me who's who's seen musical. They'll all they'll all know <laughs> and will have been heavily influenced by Tom Lehrer. And some of them, some some of the songs are still. Yeah, for, for satire mm. back then he did a song called Send the Marines mm-hmm. you know when someone makes a move of which we don't approve who is it that always intervenes UN and OAS they have their place I guess but first send the Marines right I think so what's changed mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. Americans are still doing it mm-hmm. and, and you know there's, there's a lot of his a lot of his stuff that's, that's still remarkably opposite right, right and, I, and, and it, very very clever lyricist as well mm. uh, so you know it, it's nice to I uh, where you've got a clever a song that's very clever, mm. it's actually an awful lot easier to turn that into a a good parody, mm-hmm. something you know, an interesting parody that works well. Mm. And if you actually know the original song, then that's you know uh, the hook. Uh, but 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 like I said there's the sceptical stuff. I think, yeah, that, that would be a whole a whole new direction. The only other podcast I've been recorded on was was a uh, guy from Skeptics in the Pub that that. After after that set, mm. so I thought, huh? Stick this guy on a podcast. And I recorded a measles outbreak in Liverpool, anti anti vax song mm. as a parody to Long Haired Lover from Liverpool. Right. Oddly enough, fewer people in the audience knew that song, yeah. knew Long Haired Lover from Liverpool, than knew Tom Lehrer, which is very very unexpected. Mm. But uh, again, that, that's the direction I, I quite like to go in. But yeah. I don't really, I, I don't really have enough of a. Uh, a, a self-promotional vibe in me mm. to 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 try and exploit all these potential avenues. Mm. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm, what I'm going to do is, is wait till I'm massively famous and let them come to me. So. Yeah, like, I mean, look, you know, you've got a gate to build. You yeah. know, you, you you can't you can't you get to go cycling. You, you can't you can't do everything. You know, that's it. Nice yeah, cool that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to kind of tie it all together, isn't it? You know, you need to have the work life balance in there. Fencing, larping. You know, you can't do everything. It's not no. possible. You need a little assistant. Is what what you need to just do all the the PR for you. You know, or an agent. 
I have thought it would probably, from a, a purely comedy career sort of mm. viewpoint, an agent would probably be a very sensible thing for me because I don't push myself mm. anything like hard enough to, to get more and better gigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but then I haven't actually pushed myself to get an agent either. So <laughs> <laughs> that skeptic skeptic gig is it? Yeah, it, that's um, is that still going? Well, they have regular meetings through you know skeptics and pub once a month, mm. uh, but. They've only had one other one sort of like open mic type thing since, and and I was gigging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you know it's, they would would quite like to have got got down to that because again I just so much of this bloody material. Mm. Uh, and and the, the other thing about that that one was a friend of mine pointed it out to me twenty four hours in advance, mm. and so I was pulling out some stuff songs I'd never played before, uh, and spending you know one evening desperately trying to learn three or four of them mm-hmm. uh, which if you know what I'm like on a guitar is mm. painful actually worked went better than I was expecting mm. I, I first perform first first run out for most songs from me tend to be fairly shambolic uh, <laughs> so you're just knocking out the kinks in it that's what we're doing just knocking the kinks out of the stuff so you have your CD which is uh, a few good songs and what's, it, what's, it, what's the two sides of the called again? Uh, you want the filth. You want the filth. You can't handle. You it. can't handle the filth, right? Is that available on iTunes? No, because I can't abide it. iTunes. Right. Uh, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot. It's it, it's downloadable from the website. Mm. Uh, simplest one to go for is, is bit.ly/slash/filthyfilth. Bit.ly/slash/filthyfilth. Yeah. Filthy is a p h i l f y. Are you on Twitter and all the like? Well, oddly enough, I am, but I don't really tweet very much. That's fine. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at the Filthy Phil. At the Filthy Phil, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, facebook.com slash the Filthy Phil will find me as well. Great. It's, uh, oddly enough, just Filthy Phil has only gone. I'm, I'm, I'm way too late an adopter for, to, to have got the, the originals. Yeah. But, uh, but the Filthy Phil. Yeah. That's the, the, the I think it's always better with the, I find. The comedy defect. And <laughs> I couldn't have, for my name on, on Facebook, I couldn't have just Winter either, or Winter Comedy. It's already gone youngs ago, you know, it's yeah. a bit annoying, but could have spelled with a Y maybe, but it's not my name. I bet Fernando would have been. <laughs> for, my, my name is pro- like, I tried to put Winter Fernander as like a handle on, on something, like for something on probably Facebook or something. It just went, no, it's too long. And I'm like, but I can have it on Twitter, which is, which is long enough. I'm like, great. Thanks. How do you get the in there? <laughs> and it's, it, it's implied. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really enjoyed it. It's been good. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks thank for having me. Well, yeah. good luck with your gates and uh, and and the, uh, the signs. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you get the arching uh, slit in there as well. That or the, the, the nerf slit. You have to make it extra large because the nerf things are quite. Well, no, no, just, just, make, just make it wide enough for the, the, the nerf dart to go through. Yeah. You don't need to stick the whole gun through. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I might just paint it on so that it looks like there's a, a slit rather yeah. than a, for actually being... An eye. An eye yeah. through the slit. Beady <laughs> <laughs> eye. And a bit of beard hanging down, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your, old, your eye. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yes, and, and, and the hint of an arrowhead coming out so that people might think, yeah. think twice before coming exactly. around the side of my house. Exactly, but you, they can't get in that way at the moment. Well, at the moment they can't get in that way, but when you fix the gate, that's the thing, when time you need it. Yeah. Well, the t- t- things, I'm actually... Part of the thing, I'm sticking a combination lock on it because oh, right. that's the whole point: is to be able to go around the back without needing to take a key and shit. Like exactly. That. So, that's it. Yeah. I, I say thanks for coming on, Phil. It's been great. Lovely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> And that was Filthy Phil Alexander. I hope you enjoyed that. I really like spending time with Phil. He's different energy to me, a little bit lower. So it was nice to kind of meet him on that level. Uh, we've got Jim Daly for episode 11 next week. Now, Jim is a football parody guy. I think he's been on every single football podcast you can name. Really good guy. He's on YouTube. Check his stuff out. Jim Daly's on YouTube. He's, a, as a parody guy, he's getting a lot of traction with that. We talked to him about how to share your content, how to kind of get known, how to present your stuff out there. And the, the love and the joy of actually just making things. He was a great guy to talk to. We finally got around to talking about the craft because we're just having so much fun. That is next Wednesday. Same time, 8am it'll come out because I'm OCD. But he was great to talk to. Check his stuff out on YouTube. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, it's at Winterphonander. If you want to come see my live stand-up dates, look at the website, which is winterphonander.com. Now, if you want to donate to the podcast, 
You can find us on Patreon. Just go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and we're there. You can donate as much or as little as you want. But if you can't donate and you can't kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review or share your favourite episode, because it all helps. But that's it from us this week on The Comedy Defect, and we'll see you next week for episode 11 with Jim Daly. 